Imagine this. A project has been your baby for weeks. You've poured in hours and your team is counting on you. But just as the finish line is in sight, disaster strikes. You know the deadline is now impossible. Or maybe it's that client. You know, the one with the huge contract. They're not happy. And that critique is going to sting. We've all had those stomach-churning moments at work, haven't we? Knowing you've got to deliver some not-so-great news and it won't be easy. Finding the right words, especially when English isn't your first language, can feel like a minefield. Say the wrong thing and you risk damaging relationships, losing trust or worse. But what if you could break bad news in a way that is not just professional, but even impressive? That's what we're unpacking today on the Business English Podcast. I'm Rob, and we're going beyond the basics to help you master the art of breaking bad news with skill and style. We'll cover advanced phrases that will help you sound more natural and communicate with greater impact. Think of it as a crash course in turning those oh no, moments into opportunities to show your professionalism. Ready to upgrade those difficult conversations? Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. You're probably familiar with the old bad news sandwich. You start with something positive, gently slide in the tough news, and then end with another dose of optimism. Seems straightforward enough, right? Well, the truth is, it's easy to do poorly and come across as insincere or even manipulative. So how do we use this technique the right way? Here's where the advanced English part comes in. It's all about choosing your words with care and intention. Let's unpack this a bit more. The first step is the top bun. Acknowledgement and appreciation. Don't just jump straight into the bad stuff. Start by genuinely acknowledging either your listener's effort or the positive aspects of the situation. Think about these examples. I sincerely appreciate your dedication to this project. Your contributions have been invaluable. Or here's another one. I recognise the outstanding results we've seen thus far. Do you see how those feel compared to a generic thanks? These openers set a tone of collaboration and respect. Okay, on to step two, the meat, delivering the news. Now for the tricky part. It's tempting to try and sugarcoat things, but be clear and direct while still considerate. Try phrases like this. Unfortunately, we've encountered an unexpected obstacle. Or here's another one. Despite our best efforts, the outcome isn't quite what we'd hoped. Notice how they don't shy away from negativity, but frame it less bluntly than just blurting out bad news. And step three, the bottom bun, concerns solutions and support. Now finish strong. Don't just leave your listener hanging with the bad news. Immediately pivot towards solutions. Show you're proactive and invested in the situation. For example, let's explore some alternative strategies to get us back on track. Or here's another great one. I'm committed to working with you to find the best way forward. This shifts the focus from the problem to how you can resolve it together. It turns a potential crisis moment into a collaborative challenge. 
Now, here's the secret ingredient, sincerity. These phrases only work if you truly mean them. Your tone of voice, your willingness to follow through, that is what makes the sandwich technique effective, not just some linguistic trick. So does this mean that a few fancy phrases are all it takes? Are you ready to handle those tough conversations with more confidence? Well, not quite yet. In the next section, we'll go even deeper on those advanced phrases for each step of the process so you can tailor your approach perfectly. Alright, let's get into the good stuff. Remember, when breaking bad news, it's those carefully chosen words that make all the difference in how your message lands. We're going to dissect each part of that bad news sandwich with even more advanced phrases to add to your arsenal. So remember step one, acknowledgement and understanding, you know, the top bun. This is about setting the right tone, showing empathy and respect. Now consider these options. I understand this may come as a surprise or disappointment. I understand this may come as a surprise or disappointment. Now this phrase is great because it validates their likely reaction. Here's another one. I recognize the impact this will have on your team's work. I recognize the impact this will have on your team's work. This one shows you've considered the consequences. Or how about this one? I know this isn't an ideal situation. I know this isn't an ideal situation. This one is great because it acknowledges the negativity without minimizing. Now onto step two, the meat, the actual delivery of that bad news. Here we need to be clear and concise, but with a touch of finesse. So try these phrases. After careful consideration, we've had to make a difficult decision. After careful consideration, we've had to make a difficult decision. This one is great because it emphasizes thought, not impulsiveness. Another one here is due to unforeseen circumstances, we're facing some challenges. Due to unforeseen circumstances, we're facing some challenges. This is great because it is less direct than we failed. And here's another phrase for step two. Regrettably, we'll need to adjust our original plan or timeline. Regrettably, we'll need to adjust our original plan or timeline. Now this one sounds formal, but softens the blow. Okay, on to step three, the bottom bun, offering support and solutions. This is where you shift from problem bearer to problem solver. And you do this by choosing language that is proactive. Here are a few phrases that can help you do just that. Let's brainstorm ways to minimize the impact. Let's brainstorm ways to minimize the impact. This phrase is great because it's collaborative and focuses on solutions. Here's another one. I'm open to exploring alternative approaches. I'm open to exploring alternative approaches. This one's fantastic as it demonstrates flexibility. And finally here, are there resources or support I can provide? Are there resources or support I can provide? 
And this one, of course, is great because it shows your willingness to help. Now, an important point here is to match your tone. The formality of your language should suit the situation. High stakes meetings might need more polished phrases, but if it's a quick update to a colleague, a slightly more informal tone is okay. And building on that, here is a pro tip. Practice your delivery. Reading these phrases is one thing. Saying them smoothly and naturally under pressure is another. Practice out loud, record yourself, and get familiar with how they feel before that real-life situation. Now, are you starting to feel a little more prepared for those tricky conversations? Don't worry if not, because we're not done yet. In the next section, we'll put these phrases into action with real-world scenarios. That's the best way to solidify the techniques. Stick with me. Theory is great, but let's see how this works in the real world. I'm going to give you a couple of common bad news scenarios with some responses in the sandwich format we've just been learning. Let's see how it plays out. Scenario 1. The high pressure situation, project delay. Picture this. You're leading a major project with a tight deadline looming. Suddenly, a key supplier drops out, throwing everything into chaos. Classic. You have to inform a senior stakeholder who is not known for their patience. Now, apply the sandwich. Acknowledgement. I understand this delay puts us in a very challenging position. I appreciate the importance of meeting this deadline. The news. Regrettably, due to unforeseen supplier issues, we're facing a setback that will impact the project timeline. Solutions. I've already been exploring alternative suppliers and contingency plans. Let's discuss how we can minimize the impact and get back on track. Not bad, right? Here's another one. Scenario two, an informal setting with some negative feedback. You need to give constructive criticism to a team member. They're talented, but have been missing the mark lately. You want to offer guidance, not demoralize them. Again, let's apply the sandwich. Acknowledgement. I really value your contributions to the team and I've noticed some strong potential in your work. The news. That said, I feel there's room to improve the analysis in your recent reports. Perhaps we could go over a few examples together. Solutions. I'm committed to helping you develop these skills. Are you open to setting up a time for a more in-depth review? Now, the key takeaway from these scenarios is to tailor your approach. Notice the difference in tone between those two examples. This highlights how the same techniques work in vastly different situations. Adapt your phrasing and formality to suit the context. And now, while language is crucial, there are a few more bad news tips I'm dying to share with you. In the next section, we'll tackle those common phrases that accidentally make things worse, the ones to avoid at all costs. Let's keep going. We've covered how to deliver bad news with professionalism, but let's be honest, there are some cringeworthy phrases we've all probably heard or maybe even used ourselves. But now it's time to ditch these from our vocabulary. They sound insincere, minimize the issues, or worse, come across as downright rude. So here's the first phrase category, minimizing the problem. Don't worry about it, it's no big deal. Now, you've got to remember it is a big deal to someone or they wouldn't be so upset. 
Here's another phrase to avoid. It could be worse. This is not just dismissive, it is also unhelpful. And here's another phrase to avoid that sounds like you're minimising the problem. Everyone makes mistakes. Yes, but that doesn't fix the current problem at hand. Okay, phrase category two, shifting the blame. There's nothing I can do about it. Now, this, of course, shows lack of responsibility and ownership. The second one here to avoid is, that's just how things are. Now, this essentially defeats any chance of finding a solution. And finally, if you had done X, this wouldn't have happened. Now, this avoids accountability and actually creates defensiveness. And the third group of phrases that we should be avoiding fall into the insensitive and unprofessional category. Here's the first one. I told you so. Focus on fixing the situation, not being right. Well, at least, this one looks for the silver lining too early and can come across as insensitive. And the last one here, which I still hear people using from time to time, is chin up. Now, this is just forced positivity and is not just irritating, but also rather unhelpful. So why do these backfire? Think about how you'd feel hearing any of these. They either downplay the situation, deflect responsibility, or sound patronising. Not exactly the way to win trust or respect when your listener is already facing a setback, right? So the fix here is to focus on empathy and action. Instead of these unhelpful phrases, go back to those core principles. Acknowledge the impact. I understand this is frustrating. Then take ownership. Let's work together to find a solution and then offer support. Are there any resources or anything I can provide to help? And just a final word on tone of voice. Even well-intentioned phrases can go wrong if your tone of voice is off. Sound sincere, not robotic. Avoid sounding rushed or impatient. Give your listener the space to process the news and you won't go too far wrong. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. Remember, breaking bad news isn't about memorising a specific script. It's about understanding those core principles. Empathy. Acknowledge the impact on your listener. Clarity. Be direct yet considerate with your word choice. And solutions. Always focus on moving forward collaboratively. Mastering these, along with the advanced phrases we've practiced today, will transform those difficult conversations. You'll build stronger relationships even when things don't go according to plan. And a final thought here. Even the most skilled communicators have those yikes moments sometimes. Don't get discouraged if you slip up. The key is to learn from it, be genuine and focus on doing your best. Now, are you ready to elevate your communication even further? Join me next time on the Business English Podcast, where we'll be tackling another brand new professional challenge. Until then, remember your approach to difficult conversations says a lot about your professionalism. So keep practicing those phrases and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review and we'll see you next time.